welcome to Bookends with Friends. This is your co-host, Parker Moon. This is your best host of the year, Brett Irvin. Co-host, Daniel Phillips. And we are a weekly book club podcast where three friends come together, we discuss books, and we make friends along the way. I love making new friends, but boy, is it hard sometimes. Why is it hard? It's just, it's just hard. It's hard to get out. It's hard to have the time. Hey, but hey, are you guys my friends yet? <laughs> I'm, so, I'm no. still trying to make friends with this guy. Well, actually, this this episode we're making enemies only because this week of it's the or of each other. Well, of authors and each other and our listeners, maybe depending Listen, on how we rank have books. To be mean, I am never mean. For one, you jerk. How dare you? It's the 2023 um, book of the year. Episode. It's the 2023 book of the year that we're doing in 2024 because, whoopsie, we got behind our recording schedule. But such is life okay, with young kids matter. in our lives. It doesn't, it doesn't matter. matter. It doesn't matter. You guys are just excited to hear about the books and how we how we have decided uh, they are ranked. Um, sure. I think it's worth yeah. noting the past winners of the yes. Bookends with Friends book of the year. Award. At the top. Do you have them ready, Dan? I mean, at the top, it's Home Before Dark by Riley Sager. Was yes, the first ever. The most Book painful year, I think, so far. No, it, wasn't, it was just guys, the fact that there were so many good books. For listeners and that was a good Parker. One. It was a good book of the year. It's a good book. And me in retrospect. Yeah. No, not re- don't do this to me. Don't leave <laughs> me kidding. on an island by myself. I saying, loved Home Before Dark. Okay. I enjoy. I enjoyed that reading, like, and top to bottom. I read it so quickly. Year, First book of the year, The Nightingale. Yeah. January book. I was one proud book of, of the one. year. Yeah, good book. Was, good. Great. Another great book, honestly. Good, good that, books all that around. That book had the endorsement of Granddaddy Phillips, 90 year old, 98 year old granddad of mine, loved The Nightingale. So. And that's the that's the vote that truly matters. That's he, the vote that truly matters. Yeah. That's the, that is the vote. Get. His vote that's counts vote. as four votes. Also, so. you don't get any votes. We get all the votes. We get all the votes, except for Grandpa Phillips. He gets one vote. He gets four. Yeah. He gets the swing vote. Um, sure. Well, so we're back at it again in the studio. We're looking at all of the books that we read in 2023. All do y'all mind? Us. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to run down the top from January through December Please and do. just give you all the titles. And then after that, we'll, we'll kind of break down how we're going to go for the rest of the episode. So Perfect. January, we had Tomorrow, Tomorrow, and Tomorrow. February was Star Wars Lost Stars. Uh, March was Catch Me If You Can. April was Sort of Kaigen. May was Children of Time. God, June, Under back. the Whispering Door. Yeah. Uh, July, East of Eden. September was The Adventures of Amina Al-Sarifi. October was Killers of the Flower Moon. Um, did I miss a month? No, Veer Wong was November and Piranisi was December. When was Luminous Dead? Luminous Dead was October. Oh, oh maybe what'd you, you do? skipped... Uh, did I, sk- I just totally skipped a month. My, You know, I was so nervous reading that the entire time. Like, don't forget your months. How did I do that? It's always been your Achilles heel, forgetting your months. We've what always happened? said it. We've what? always said it, Parker. <laughs> My brain is splitting right now. What, what month did I forget? That is hilarious. August. I forgot August. <laughs> okay, East of no, Eden was August. You uh, said East of Eden was July. Did I? You want to start from the top? No, no, no. This is good. I want this to be in there. I am. No, I, I mean, want the leave world it in, but start from the top is what I was offering. No, don't read it. You read 12 books, right? We, yes. No, we read 12 books. Okay. So somewhere East of no, Eden was July didn't. and August. August was Adventures of Amina Al-Sarifi. Yes, that's, that's correct. Because I remember August being Adventures of Amina Al-Sarifi because there were so many A's. Um, <laughs> October, Killers of Thar Moon. No, no, no. no. <laughs> Parker, can restart it. Restart it. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not restarting. Okay. From the top. Octo- say, October say, was Luminous no, Dead. Say from November. the top and do it again. I, I can't. I, my brain I is breaking right guy. now. September. It, Serafi. September was Killers of the Flower Moon. No. October. Wait. I, okay, guys, we're moving on. I, my brain is... I'm looking at this, and I'm lo- I'm forgetting books, and I'm forgetting months. I need you to restart it. I cannot. You should bold them. They're bolded on mine. January. Tomorrow, tomorrow, tomorrow. February. Star Wars Lost Stars. 
March, catch me if you can. April, sort of Kaigen. May, uh, Children, Children of, time. of Time. June, Under the Whispering Door. July, East of Eden. August is The Adventures of Amina Al-Sarifi. September is The Killers of the Flower Moon. October, The Luminous Dead. November, Vera Wong's Unsolicited Advice for Murderers. December, Piranesi. Jesus Christ, what just happened to me, guys? Okay, thank you. I, I'm sweating right now. Think trying. I could not remember. Or I didn't. I, so I think my my brain didn't know where I lost a month. And yeah. then I did that thing where I was spiraling. Where I was like, Do I know my order? The order of the months? Can I? Can I even say them right now? And it's because we're being re- like I'm being recorded, and you guys yeah. are looking at me. I mean, we're not. Wow. Wow. Judgment. at you. Oh, we have done 128 episodes of this show, and I have never felt more anxious than just now. <laughs> Okay, that okay. was that, honestly that's good content. Do we just want to wrap up the episode there? Parker yeah, can say his month. Yeah, that's your months. book of the year. <laughs> okay, so um, uh, that those are the books that we read, yeah. and what we're gonna do to make this more listenable is we're gonna eliminate four, um, very quickly. Yes, because twelve does not make a good bracket, and also and eight we makes think a really good bracket, and there's every year. Three. There's Every at least year, three. Yeah, there's at least three. Every year, a book gets by that might not get by if it wasn't pitted up against something that we just didn't like. Right. And so we're removing the things that we right. just... We're separating the really wheat from the chaff. Out. Yeah. I will never wheat understand what that means, but we're separating it. Okay, so I'll, I'll take a bold claim here. The top two books of the year that Wait. we just... Oh, I thought you were about to say it. Never mind. Go ahead. Oh, no. Just the, the two bottom of the barrel for us all around. Catch Me If You Can and The Luminous Dead. Is that fair? That's fair yes. to say. They're, yeah, they're 100%. They're, they're, they're done. Not they're, done. they're dusted. Okay. Thanos just dusted them. They're out. We have a third listed already, which is East of Eden by John Steinbeck. So this one does hurt me a little bit. I really do like East of Eden. But, oh, no. Well, we can but, discuss it if you want to. No, it's okay. When pitted up against, it, like, Anything would I pick else? it for a book of the year? Probably not. Do I think it's really good? And I enjoyed it at least. Yes. But I know it was not loved, and I'm fine with getting rid of it. So now Can we have I to tell discuss- y'all? God, see, this is the issue. This is the issue with a, a book of the year episode is I'm already having problems. And this was supposed to be the easiest part. Can I tell you, I think I liked East of Eden more than I like Killers of the Flower Moon. Okay. 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 I, um, okay, I'm going to stand on Brett's side here with this. No, I don't want this to be like a side. Okay, oh so my I'm God, gonna, Brett, I'm take, gonna a, take a stand. stand. I'm going to choose Brett, Brett's, Brett's side. side. Okay, so East of Eden's gone. I think East of Eden is gone because it's hard for me to say which one I liked more, but I can really appreciate the research that went into Killers of the Flower Moon. Okay. To, hey, to hey, good. Hey, you know what? We're moving along. This is a consensus-based podcast. This is I a democracy. I do love hearing you say that you might want to keep it in, though. That makes me really I, I really so do, because like there, there was stuff about East of Eden that stuck with me. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it, was good, it was a good and book. It's really I just, good. I, I do. Which I understand what you're saying with Killers of the Flower Moon, Dan. It, historically, like, there's really good context there. It's just the way it was written was a slog for me to sure. get through some sure. chunks. The middle section of the book, great. The start and the end were tough for me. I also, that's, like, that's a Parker for, thing. Sure. For genre wise, genre wise, I like having at least one nonfiction Can I in the pot. Offer okay. up another sacrifice if you all want to keep East of Eden would y'all keep that over under the whispering door because I feel like I, that I will happily get rid of under the whispering door because I feel like that didn't have the highest okay okay go okay okay no no this is good we're starting this the conversation of what's the fourth book that we're getting rid of or are we keeping East of Eden and getting rid of under the whispering door because I would also do that and then pick a fourth book or do you think East of Eden would be number four okay so number okay let, how about this under the whispering door is done with the other okay. two okay um, not to say that those books are bad, but they are definitely not our, our favorites. Now we have a fourth book to choose. Yes. Okay. okay. I have mine, but I, I feel like mine is not going to fly. Mine's tomorrow, tomorrow, tomorrow. You, you're a scumbag. No, we're keeping tomorrow, tomorrow, tomorrow. <laughs> I figured we I will die on that hill. Okay. I figured um, we Not for me. I mean, for me, the, between what's left, I think it's between those two, East of Eden and Killers of the Flower Moon, and I will remove myself from the discussion 
with whatever y'all choose there. I am fine. Sure. I like, truthfully, I liked both books, but they also both were challenging for me. Let's say East of Eden. I like having nonfiction in the pot. Okay. Let's get rid of East of Eden. And okay. it kind of just makes it where Under the Whispering Door could go, which okay. is one. Cool, of, cool, cool. That's, that's, a good, that's a good call. That's a good call. All right. Okay. Let's make the bracket. All right. Um, so I have the bracket. Do you want me to list it out? How do do we want to build our own bracket or super randomize it? Because I randomized one that super looks randomized, decent. Let's yeah. do that. Let's randomize, go for, go with that. Let's just go one by one. Go go with out. God. There's no perfect way to do this because there's going to be books going against other books that that's not the best. You know, it's just that's just the nature of things. Right. Um. Okay. So we got these down. Let me. Get a picture of this and put it on my, my notes so I don't have to s- jump between the two. Give me one sec. This is great audio. Uh, while you're doing that, is it worth mentioning that we're reading Argyle for our January book of the month? It is so <laughs> worth mentioning that. I'll post it too okay. on Instagram or something. Yeah, Argyle um, we're, by we're reading Ellie Argyle. Conway. By Ellie Conway, not a real person, but we're eager to find out who that is. Argyle by James Patterson. Argyle. It's by not J. K. James Rowling. Patterson. Argyle, Argyle by Taylor J.K. Smith. Simmons. I'm taking a big Ooh, swing. I like that. I like that. that. He's um, entering okay. the literary world. Okay, so I have a bracket. Um, all right, decide. Are we going top to bottom or bottom to top? Top to bottom. All right, top to bottom. We ready for round one? Round one. Ready for round one. First matchup. And I would love for round one to just be an easy one. Well, it's not. Oh, it's not. Okay. Well, I think it's going to be easy, but it's a sad one because both books are good. Okay. Um, That's good. Our first option is Children of Time. Oh, okay. This is going to be easy. <laughs> and then um, our second one is The Adventures of Amina Al-Sarafi. Yeah, that hurts. That hurts. And okay. What, I apologize. What's the author's name for Amina Al-Sarafi? Uh, Shannon Chakraborty. Yes. So, yeah. So, that's our that's our option. It's, it's Chachowski versus Chakraborty. Let's go. Yeah, we're getting yeah. rid of the two <laughs> names that we don't pronounce that well. The names that I'm probably saying incorrectly. Um, You know, so where are you guys sitting with this right off the bat? So, right off the bat. Yeah. Um, Children of Time is one of my favorite books of the year. And from that alone, I would not. So I, so I, I think we're all in agreement, but I don't want to, I don't want to send off. Amina deserves to be talked about. It deserves to be talked about. It's an incredible book, right? Like, so the tough thing is Amina had everything that I wanted in a way that it was such a good surprise for me. Right. Because it was, it was a book that I didn't know that I was missing in my life. And I think by that, it was just like the best of uh uh like the uncharted video games or um uh indiana jones and pirates of the caribbean like all of that and this sort of like adventure amalgamation sprinkled in with like fantasy but not overwhelming in a way that just like really really excited me lost in amina al-sarafi incredible world building um if we had to pick most excited for like a sequel I mean, this might win because we've all talked about how much we are yeah. excited for this. Give me series ten of these continue. things. Mm-hmm. And can I tell you also? I was just talking about Amina Al Sarifi um, or Al Sarafi. Sorry, I do say it wrong every time. With Maddie, um, just another accolade under its belt. I genuinely love that um, this book and also another book this year, sort of Kaigen, had uh, a female protagonist that wasn't like eighteen years old. Like I, I love this yeah. like mom who was yep. like, you know, you know, quote unquote, Pastor Prime, uh, like she, you know, like her adventures were before her, really. And then she's getting back and she's getting her team back together. Um, but she was unapologetically awesome uh, in a way that I just I really appreciate it because I don't feel like we always get that perspective with protagonists. I feel like there's a lot of books that have um, the kind of like YA you know, chosen one, uh, like young girl or guy, or there's plenty of like middle-aged men action heroes. Right. But I just feel like this is a, this is an area where there could be more, uh, uh, good representation of. And I, I genuinely just loved it. I, it's, it's really hard for me to see this one go. 
Um, but I love to watch it walk away. You know what I'm saying? Like I, I genuinely, I could get, I could read so much. I mean, Al Sarifi, that's just, it's so, just good. I hate yeah. that we have to sunset this. One it's already. a really hard one. Um, but to talk about why children of time is one of the smartest books I've ever read. The yeah, plot agreed. for this book is so inventive and so different from anything else that I've read before that it would, it's so hard to, decide for it to leave it's too good you truly feel like you've lived a lifetime with these characters you feel like you've like you're in a time machine watching all of this stuff pass by and it's uh it was just so well written so good can i tell you the good characters can i tell you this is how i feel about there's some it's not just children of time but some books in general but this when i was reading children of time uh the way i was thinking about it was there are some times where i read a book and I'm like, man, I really want to write. Like, this is, it's so, like, in, it, it just energizes me. I'm like, I, I wish I could write. Like, that would be so much fun. And then there are times when I read something like this where I'm like, oh, my God, I can't, I could can never write. Yeah. Because what what he did with this story is, like, transcendent. It's so smart. Yeah. It's so genius. And it's so, like, it's just such, like, big picture stuff that my brain wouldn't even know where to start with creating a story like this. Yeah. So, Same. I don't know. He perfectly evolved a society and like went through it step by step. Like the the amount of thought that went into each and every page of that book is astounding. But so what I will say before my, my one last thing, my one last feather in Amina uh, Al-Sarafi's cap is I feel like if we open this up to the mass public, I think Al-Sarafi is better for everyone. I think Children easily. of Time so hits easily. a hit, like it, it's a very specific sci-fi nerd, almost like like people who would like like historian type stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't feel like everyone's going to get down on Children of Time. I feel yeah. like Amina Al-Sarifi is like, everyone should read it. It's fun. It's fantastic. I, it's like blockbuster in the best kind of way. Right, yeah, exactly. Type of read. I okay. it, it makes it hard too, because there will be, I'm sure, another vote coming up where I vote for the public more than for myself. But with the, I just can't do it with Children of Time. The book is too yeah. good. It does suck, though, because, I, I mean, and I will say that we've said this every single year, just by how matchups go. That could have been a that could have been a second Finalist. place. I, I yeah. love that book. Okay, <laughs> yeah, the book let's is move on before we. Yeah, I think we have probably three or four books that could technically be the book of the year this year, at least in my mind. Plenty, plenty. Um, all right. So Children of Time moves on. Round two, or next bracket down, is Tomorrow and Tomorrow and Tomorrow. Um, and I need to pull up the authors. I feel bad. I pulled up characters and stuff like that, but I didn't have the authors off the top of my head. Um, oh, I'm trying to pull it. I'm normally good with them. I can't seven. pull it up. Gabrielle Zevin. Uh, Gabrielle Zevin. Yes. Yeah. Uh, versus Vera Wong's. Um, okay unsolicited advice for murderers y'all you aren't even gonna pull my chain here right we can all agree that tomorrow and tomorrow and tomorrow takes this by like a mile right like this isn't a and then you guys uh, are gonna jesse tonto sorry i'm late on this no no no, you're good you're good um for the sake of time and the sake of not doing this the sake of yeah you don't want to you don't want to piss me off yet i'll be upfront and say vera wong's when we were in the discussion of removing four books it was on the list of one of mine to be removed. Could have hit the chopping with block. Tomorrow, tomorrow, and tomorrow. I'm fine with pushing uh, tomorrow X3 through. Um, okay. X3. To me, um, hey, yeah. you know what? I'm just going to follow up exactly what I said the last time. That's how I feel about both these books. Vera Wong, great. I loved it. It was a cozy read for me. Tomorrow, tomorrow, and tomorrow is transcendent. I couldn't imagine writing something like this. Fantastic. That's crazy to me. And it, speak That's on crazy. it. Do we want it here? No, 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 no. We'll, we'll, we don't, we don't want you yet to. because I'll yet. fight Dan later. I'll fight Dan later, but we'll <laughs> I mean, do that It sounds that like it's going to be tomorrow, to- tomorrow, tomorrow, tomorrow against Children of Time, which is... Oh, um, gee- oh Jesus. Okay. So Vera, I think, was a... Like like Parker mentioned, like it's such a fun book. I don't think anyone will dislike that I had such a good time book. listening to it, yeah. well, reading it. Um. But yeah, I just think I think tomorrow and tomorrow and tomorrow for achievement um, was goes through on this one. Yeah, so yeah, I'm cool. Yeah, with that. 
Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, we don't even need a we don't need to mince words here. Like this is this is a silly one to me. This, it's clear. It's clear. I, sure, sure. I know. We should. I mean, we do. Vera Wong's great. Everyone. Vera Wong's read that. great. Um. Okay. So tomorrow, tomorrow, tomorrow moves on. Next up is, um, sort of Kaigen by M. L. Wang versus. Star Wars Lost Stars by Claudia also, Gray. Also a very easy one for me. I So here's okay. the thing. Here's it's the thing. Okay. I don't let, I let wouldn't go as far to say easy. It's so hard to say easy, but it is. It, it is easy. Here here's the thing. Sort of Kaigen gave me the biggest emotional gut punch I've read in a book in a yeah. long time. Yeah, all right. Like, all I right. think about that book often. Yeah. The, the difference is I gave Sword of Kaigen four stars. I gave Lost Stars five stars. But I'm a Star Wars fan. I love Star Wars. It was so cool reading this book. But like, not everyone's a Star Wars fan. And really, the only reason I gave Sword of Kaigen four stars is the weird, like, other series tie-in at mm-hmm. the end of the book. Sure. That like kind of removes it as a standalone a little bit. But Sword of Kaigen has 400 pages of perfection in, in my mind. And then like a hundred pages of kind of weird. Um, and it's just so hard to compete with those characters and that emotion with um, Lost Stars to me. Even though yeah, they both were, I, I sort of kind of so good. It's so yeah, good. I, you know what? I'm going to, I'll, I'll, you know, we're having some easy first rounds. Uh, all, all things considered so far. No blood has been spilled. I agree with you there, mostly with what you said about the emotional gut punches. It there's hurts. stuff. God, that the, book hurt. There's the chapter, The Duel, uh, with Masaki and uh, I can't remember uh, Mamoru's dad. Oh, I don't. Takeshi. No, no, the, Takeshi. 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 Yeah. Takaru. Yeah. Maybe you're right. I think it might be Takaru. No, Mamoru's the son. Yeah. Oh, wait. Okay. Is I can't. Like, oh, whatever. But it, it's. Yes. Takaru. I think so. So good, like that. the 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 husband and wife spat, I guess, if you could call it that, yeah. where it was them fighting to the death was the coolest thing I've ever read. Yeah, um, it's so good. Yeah, yeah there. I, I agree with you. Yeah, well, so we'll, I do. I do think we need to. I know you didn't. No one said anything bad about Star Wars Lost Stars, but I think it's. It needs to be said that it is, arguably, like the greatest piece of Star Wars. Like oh. anything written, including oh, like scripts would, of movies. Yeah, I would argue that a hundred percent. It's one of the best like canon piece of Star Wars thing that exists. And if you it, like yeah. Star Wars remotely at all, you should read it because it's incredible. Yeah, because it dives into like so many different things, like the galaxy as a whole, the politics of the galaxy. Yeah, which is always kind of obviously for blockbuster purposes, kind of skimmed over mostly in the movies. Um, it also it does just, something interesting in a way that like tells a good love story in Star Wars, which is yeah, not known it's for its good so love stories. Good. So good. Yeah. But, uh, yeah I, unfortunately, Sword of Kaigen is one of the coolest books. If we're I've going just read. off fun meter, I think Lost Stars would be a contender for a book of the year for just Cause, raw cause I was fun. crying for 30% of <laughs> Sword of Kaigen. Right. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> this is the classic like bookends with friends. Um nonsense that happens every year where if it was like sort of Kaigen versus Amina al-Sarafi and Lost Stars versus Vera Wong we would have longer conversations but it just kind of boiled down this way okay well yeah, trash right, talk totally my bracket fine. a little bit more yeah, you, you, randomized, this bracket is garbage. you randomized it uh, but okay. I think that's just what it boils down to moving on up alright um, I know this and our last process of elimination is Piranesi by Susanna Clark versus Killers of the Flower Moon by David Grand. Wow. And before Rip you guys Brett. both, Rip Brett. before you guys both automatically pick Piranesi, which I know is going to happen, <laughs> we could have just put East of Eden in here and it wouldn't have mattered. Um, Killers of the Flower Moon is an achievement in nonfiction, uh, writing that i think and obviously he's gotten plenty of accolades like everybody agrees that he's that like how 
<laughs> okay, Parker's pretending to fall asleep as I'm talking about this. <laughs> oh, no, sorry. It wasn't you. I was thinking about me reading Killers of the Flower Moon my again. And the plight of um, indigenous people in the United States. <laughs> <laughs> no, hey, hey, hey. Hold on. Let me back it up. Let me back uh, it up before I get any hate mail. Yeah, I'm waking up. No, okay. Brett is absolutely right. There is some history in here that needs to be talked about. That's good stuff. Every All of my critiques of this book, it's not content. It's how it was written. Yeah, yeah, I get that. It, it was now written I, now like I a will, research paper. I will shut my mouth and take the back seat and continue, Brett. No, I, I, and I completely understand. I think I've grown very attached to David Grant's books. So that's why I think, I mean, obviously we all agree that it was a great book, but um, as far as like the content of it, but I do understand that it was kind of written somewhat like a research paper. And so well, I and can what's, understand. What's fascinating, Brett, is I've talked to other folks um, who have read it, who have a completely different experience than me. And they yep. like said they could not put it down. Mm-hmm. So I think I'm in the minority there. And this probably has just something to do with, like I sometimes struggle with historical fiction and you are not historical fiction, historical nonfiction anyways. Um, and so this is, I, I really think this is a, a me thing. No, you so. didn't. There's nothing. I, I completely understand that. Cause I mean, I know that's, I've talked to a couple people that agree with you. So my mom um, really liked it. If that helps at all. Yeah. yeah. It's that, so, so yeah, I just wanted, I just wanted it to get its piece that it's an incredible. Yeah, Brett, Dan's mom really liked it. My about, mom really liked it, Brett. If that makes move it on. Can All right. I, so what do you think? So it's moving on over Piranesi. <laughs> Wait, let me call it really quick. Um, I don't know. Piranesi is just my favorite book of last year. It's really hard to. <laughs> yeah, no, I understand. This is, this is what has to I'm, happen. I'm really sorry, Brett. This is what has to happen. Parker, what do you think? What's. I, uh, I mean, Piranesi is a charming delight of a book. I gave it five stars. It was an like easy five stars. So that like, to me, I move that one along, um, but I will. I don't want to. I don't want to like be harmful here. I think that no, that, there's oh nothing. Okay, gosh, there's nothing true. harmful yeah. here. I'm not. I'm not upset. Like this is what happens in the. In the I'm, book just, I'm, Brett, just Brett, applauding, I'm just applauding. I'm just patting ourselves you do, like, on the back. Sniffles? Like, like Christ, <laughs> I, I'm honestly, I just want to pat the bookends with friends on the back that we had not drawn blood at all in the first section of our book of the year. Hey guys, there's something in my, there's something in my eye and yeah, I just it, yawned. Okay. I it's, really go, dust, it's really dusty in there. I have it's to just go dust. in the other room. Uh, um, can, okay. I tell, can I, can I divert really quick and tell two stories? Ooh, sure. you have time for one. Oh, okay, I'm, I'm joking. You got to. Oh, the, the first one's really quick. When Brett just okay. said um, he yawned and it looks like there were tears in his eyes. When I was in second grade, we were practicing for the uh, like a Patriot, like Veterans Day, uh, God Bless America song. And I yawned during practice and I teared up and everyone in the class thought I was crying because of America. <laughs> and it made, me actu- it made me actually cry because I was so upset. And then uh, kids would sing God Amen. Bless America to me to pick on me. Um, <laughs> Wait, <laughs> and this is my new favorite Daniel story. The, the second story, this is, this is about Brett. So Brett, uh, as, you, as you can recall, uh, a few years ago, I reached out to uh, V. Schwab for Parker for a gift. And you talked to David Grant. She, she gave Parker a little gift. And then a few years ago, I reached out to a TikToker of yours that you really yeah. enjoy. Um, and she gave you a little gift. When we read killers of the flower moon, I uh, got no, a you... hold of David Grant's assistant. And I said, I what? have a friend that loves the work that David Grant does more than anyone I can think of. I will pay you anything to get his books autographed for this friend of mine. And they never responded. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I was about to cry. I I was like, what? I was so confident I could go three for three. And I wanted this for you more than I've wanted anything in my life. And oh my I God. was heartbroken. He's, and so David Grant, if you ever come across this and you're not busy doing research, living somewhere a in a tent for three years, can you just ship me one of your books with your signature on it? <laughs> I, he would really, he would really like it. David, I love I you. I feel and- more confident than ever than our decision to move on Piranesi now. 
This that's so funny because I was like I was like how like he's just he's blown up so much in the past like year yeah, just because yeah. of the new movie. No response. And, okay, <laughs> that makes sense. No um, response. So now we're moving Thank on to the Dan. second round, Brought right? God, I wanted it for you so bad. Yeah, are we down? You. Thank you. Yes. Are we down to? We're yeah, we're down semis. to the last four. Can we do a thing here where we scramble the? Okay, I've got two ideas. Yeah. We either scramble the bracket again, or we discuss them all at once and try to figure out the top four in order. That sounds Ooh, fun. I like that. Let's do that. Okay, let's do that. Okay. That sounds great. So right, give just, us our four. Yeah, give our us our final four. four. Children of Time. Tomorrow and tomorrow and tomorrow, tomorrow and tomorrow. Lord of Kaigen and Pyrenisi. Okay. 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 Dang it. Okay. Tomorrow, uh, let me, tomorrow, let me and mark tomorrow. it on my end because I need to pull these. Okay. What are we thinking? What are we thinking okay. for? <laughs> Let's. Uh, do we do you want to work that yeah do you want to work down like so let's my idea is let's get four and then it's three and then we'll decide the winner and yeah. then the obviously the last one will be number two okay um i think y'all are buck wild for having tomorrow and tomorrow and tomorrow at four but i didn't even say anything i feel like that's where his heart <laughs> is wait uh, well i don't know because okay so i it would be between that and Pyrenees for me. Those yeah. are kind of interchangeable at three and four for me. Um, not any higher. I will fight to the death for my top two. But I, I think, I think it came off like I didn't like tomorrow, tomorrow, tomorrow. It, I just didn't like it as much as I was in between you guys. As much as not reading it. No. I just I liked it. It's just <laughs> there's so there's the there is a lot of depressing sections. So the that it's evocative. To, it makes I you know. think. Okay, I know. so I just so hated to go Sam to Parker's too. argument about like falling asleep reading a history book. Like he didn't like Killers of the Flower Moon because it made him bored. I did not like Tomorrow 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 because it was four hundred pages of three friends arguing with each other the entire time. It's evocative, Dan. It's telling a story. Yeah, and Killers of the Flower Moon is history. It's telling a story, and it made you bored. And this book <laughs> is evocative, and it pissed me off. Like, like it is legit. It is actually. This is gold. Keep three, going. This, this is, is gold. just Keep three going. friends who say that they're friends, but they hate each other to their core. For um, I think only two Whoa, of them. Hold on, I, yeah, will I was going to say, you need to get Marks? Marks out your, man, out your okay, mouth right sure. now because yeah. he's great. Well, the book decided that he should just die because he didn't hate That's everyone. That's not true. Okay, okay. I will say Marks is one of the best characters that I've read all year. I, I'll say, I'll put I'll put that out there for voting. We should do a character draft. Does him dying make his character better or worse? I don't think I don't, it I think it's just it, a part of his arc. Yeah, I don't see it part as a bad <laughs> um the i just i i I like i would honestly put i'll put just because i want to see you guys argue about it i would put tomorrow 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 (laughs) three (laughs) but i like them both purinisi I just look at this list and there's one book I so actively dislike and there's three books that no, I Okay, love. Dan, Dan, can I <laughs> Dan, can I hit you with something? Can I hit you with something? We can yeah. play it for. As as much as I love, as much as I love sort of Kaigen and I really really do. Yeah. I think that there with especially what you said because there's just some weird distracting stuff like the stuff with Robin and the stuff where like Masaki's going to her backstory where she's like a superhero in the city. Those Things. They're so weird, right? It, they're so weird. It they're didn't so quite weird. feel cohesive. Now you're right. Wrapped up in that, or some, it's some of the best fantasy writing I've ever read. Like there's there's mm-hmm. the, the stuff with Mamoru and the uh, the blade. I can't remember what they call it. The the frozen the blade. blade. The whispering the blade. blade. Yeah, yeah, so good. Like I get chills thinking about it. But just completely cohesively, it wasn't always there. Yeah, I think so. Even tomorrow, the beginning, tomorrow, tomorrow. I'll even argue that the beginning of Sword of Kaiga, first 150 pages, was not right. there for me. I'm fine. Right. Yeah, that's fine. So, so, and it's then you have telling a story, guys. <laughs> stop tomorrow, t- tomorrow, stop tomorrow, tomorrow, a story. 
I thought about for months after I reading did too, it. but and, not a and positive so, way. but the thing is, the thing is, there were times where I, I grappled with it because I was frustrated and I was confused and I didn't always like uh, Sadie and Sam's relationship, but I appreciated what I read so much. And I felt like they were real people. I felt like there was a lot of good nuance with them, yeah. even though they were frustrating to read about, but they were, but they both came from traumatic circumstances. They like it, it just, it felt like a very unique story that I will cherish. Yeah. So I put I, that above sort of Kaigen, but. Okay. I can just, I can take that and run with it. I just need to know tomorrow, okay. tomorrow and tomorrow is not going to the finals of this episode. I'm fine it, with it. It won't going be number three. one. I won't let it be number one either. It wasn't my That's fine. Not even not number one. <laughs> I need to know. I need both of you to look at me and tell me that okay, that book's okay, not okay. going to two. There's Dan, Dan, <laughs> that's fine with me because I don't think it's two. But okay, what we I, what y'all need to decide, or what we what we collectively need to decide as a collective, as friends, is what is four. Because yeah. to me, it sounds like Brett wanted Piranesi at four. Yeah. I think sort of Kaigen's at four. I think if I had to get um, between the three books that are left, it's a really hard sell because Piranesi and sort of Kaigen is a book that I think everyone would enjoy. And Children of Time is a book that I think is the best. And so it makes it really weird to like pick from, right? Um I'm I'm honestly fine with Piranesi going at four, even though it was one of my favorite ones. Cause wow, I I just need to not have tomorrow tomorrow. Wow. <laughs> so Dan is saying right now in front of everyone, in front of God and the world, that he liked tomorrow and tomorrow and tomorrow more than Piranesi is what I'm hearing. <laughs> I'm just knocking off two. Si- Signed, sealed, and delivered. I think that's it, guys. I think so. So Piranesi's at four. You would so you would also would you put yeah where would you put it yeah so you would put Piranesi over he said sort of Kaigen at four so I mean so no tomorrow 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 I would put higher than both of those so that's where we're at so an you impasse would put I'm it at two I would or I'm one. happy not one um I'm happy with it I'm happy with it taking three if that means it's not four but I think that it's better than both sort of Kai. Again, and Piranesi. My my take on Sword of Kaigen is that the battle on the mountain, which is it's obviously like the entire second half of the book, is like the coolest thing that I've read all year. And it like took my breath away at certain moments. Like you said, the duel and then also Mamaru doing he was the youngest ever to do like the section where it says he was the youngest ever to do the whispering blade, but no one would ever know it was like, Oh my God. Yeah. Like that's, yeah. Okay. That is, I just got chills as you talked about that. Yep. Like just chills with that, with that section. And then his uncle, um, Takashi, like the dragon of the mountain or whatever, like, yeah, it's dying like a freaking champ. Okay. So before we move on, I four. think it's interesting. Piranesi. Parker gave tomorrow, tomorrow, tomorrow four stars, and Piranesi and Sort of Kaigen five stars. Did you just um, look that up? Yeah, I did. He's he's <laughs> he's looking at my Goodreads to pull receipts right now, <laughs> which is fine because the metrics at which I'm judging those, uh, it it's just it's it's all different. It's all it's all subjective nonsense. My Goodreads, <laughs> you can't look too deeply into that. Okay, so four. We need to. Yeah, what's what's four? You guys both said Piranesi. I'm fine with that, but I would put sort of Kagan there personally. I Piranesi is four. Put. That's just Brad and I have kind of been together this episode a little bit. Y'all can make tomorrow and tomorrow and tomorrow be four. Y'all have yeah. If y'all have. have well, I'm not really thinking three and four. I'm just thinking of voting two off at this point. I think. Um, Tomorrow, tomorrow, tomorrow would be four for me, just for like standing wise. Brett, would it be four for you? Or would you put Pyrenees? Probably, four? yeah. That's what I like All right. Brett. Tomorrow, tomorrow, tomorrow is four. I, I, I don't. Why, okay. That's, that's totally fine. That's just, it's I just how it to be. The problem is, I feel like the, the way we're doing it should be more of a consensus. <laughs> <laughs> no, there's no, there's, I mean, this was consensus. I think we just had very good, healthy debate. I was able to fully, I feel like, express where I, 
how I think of tomorrow and tomorrow and tomorrow. And I'm happy with it. I'm happy with it. How it it's lands. one of those it, books. It's not. It's such a well written book. It's just yeah. not a book that I enjoyed reading. That's. I yeah, think that's. that's and, uh, yeah. In my position, I'd like to make it very clear for everyone listening. I'm not putting it at four because I don't like it. I'm just putting it at four because okay. I like the other three more. Sure. I, didn't I think you guys dislike, are like smooth brain Neanderthals, but that's fine. <laughs> I I enjoy it. I gave it four stars. Oh man, I gave um, it four stars. I, guys. Going off of that though, I could. It, it's a hard sell between Piranesi and Sword of Kaigen for me. Just going off of like the highs, the high highs of Sword of Kaigen are really high. They're really good, um, to the point where. For the fun of it all, I could put it in the final and two, um, and keep Piranesi at three, because this is this is kind of your your two's decision. Because well, so well, we're, we're I mean we the the hard thing is I feel like we've also shown our hand a little bit right now because Children of Time hasn't we even spoken said about. I feel like we've shown time. our hand, yeah, and That's that is point. because we all knew so much that it was not going to be number four. Which, yeah. I mean, that means that it's a front runner, right? So I think what we need to decide is which of those two can even compete with Children of Time. Sort of Kagan can. Better. Sort of Kagan can. Better, yeah. That's Over my Piranesi. take. I, think I agree. I, I think we're in was, agreement. was a good book, and I think it was so creative and inventive, and mm-hmm. it was just like a good story. But I just feel like I'll always remember stuff from sort of Kageen. like i'd kind of forgotten about the stuff that you guys mentioned about like the the weirder stuff that like pulled away from it or whatever yeah um mm-hmm. but yeah there's some stuff in that book that I'm, i was just like like when we read it, i was like this might be the book of the year and then we read children of time and i was like yeah. well back to back like what the heck so that's why so- that's been my whole thought this whole time is which one of those two yeah. Uh, so, and, and to Brett's point, I think um, he's talked about the high highs of sort of Kaigen. I think Piranesi is a five-star book, oh, top yeah. to bottom, oh, because yeah. the package that it's in is beautiful and brilliant. But when it when you talk about those high highs, I don't know. And this is this is not a critique. I love this book, but I don't know that anything had like took my breath away. I don't think yeah, I got right. chills oh, when yeah, reading yeah. the book. I think I it was just perfectly like 100% enjoyable top to bottom. But you know, that's... I'll- a big win for me, because uh, I think I do. I think I do like Pierney Seymour and Sword of Kaigen. But a big win for me, and I remember this very vividly. We were all reading Sword of Kaigen for the podcast, and us three, we had a little guys' night out where we went to a soccer game together, and we all had read the Battle on the Mountain. And I don't know if we watched the game. We sat there and talked about that fight. So much where we were like, we have to stop talking about this and we're not going to have stuff to talk about during the episode. Yeah, and I so, think yeah. that's such a difference because you can't talk about Piranesi. A part of the book is going in blind and there's something so fun about telling someone the high highs of Sword of Kaigen. And I think Piranesi would be a great thing to talk about in like a literature class yeah. or like a course. Yeah. Like that would be something you could dissect. But yeah, I feel like sort of Kaigen is what you're just sitting like being like, oh, and then this happened. And this, oh, that <laughs> yeah, happened. It's just fun. And you're just like. It's fun. It's yeah. just cool. It's just a cool book. It has some of the best fight scenes I've ever read. Yeah. I think like legitimately ever read. Definitely. Yeah. Um, and all right. Now. I'm, and, I'm fine with And it. then there was one. And then there was one. Now we're. I mean, now we're looking at. The final round. The final round. I mean, there's two books. Yeah. One more round. Children of Time. Children of Time. That's it. Baby, let's wrap it up. I I mean, mean, so I... Yeah, go ahead, Parker. I mean, I feel like like we're all kind of beating around the bush. We're all thinking the same thing. Is there a case to be made for a underdog Cinderella story here with with Sword of Kaigen? Brett is ready to fight for Sword of Kaigen. So I think initially I was like, when after we read Children of Time, I was like, this is like gonna be book of the year. It might be like the best book we've read on the whole podcast. Like it's one of the best books I've ever read. It's so good and so creative and so well written and so re- well researched. But again, like sort of Kaigen is what like there are moments in Children's Time where I was like, whoa, that's crazy. Or like, whoa. But sort of Kaigen, I was like, I was like on the edge of my seat reading it and being like, oh my God. Like in like, yeah. I don't know. It, yeah. it was so emotional. Like I cried and like you said, it was like, I felt like I was 
you know, listening to an action, like the greatest action movie ever. And I was like, I hope they make this into a movie. Like, this would be so cool. Or an anime. Like, this would be so awesome. It is such a vivid novel. Or, like, vivid. Just, you know, energy. I know it's wild. Sort of Kaigen made me second guess Children of Time. That's why it was my, at least my number two. Because I was like, this book is so cool. And like you said at the beginning of the story, it's not about Takeru. It's about Takeru sucking. It's about a mom that is on an island fighting for her children against her husband, who is a, the biggest POS for like <laughs> 90% of the book. Yeah. And Mamoru, it, it, you grow, like you grow up with him and you're like this, he's like, he's, he's a good kid. He's going to grow. And then, and then what happens to him? And you're just like, it was so heartbreaking. I was yeah. like, there's no way they're going to do this. And then they do it. And, and then they Misaki, do it early. Yeah. And then Masaki becomes, I mean, she was the already soul, like a main protagonist. character. But she becomes yeah. becomes our sole protagonist, and you're like, she is the cool. You're cheering for her. I was yeah. cheering for her to kick to Keru's ass <laughs> on that mountain, and I was like, she's she is such a badass. Like I was so excited for the end of that. God, Brett just story. gave me chills with that speech. I know. Yeah, I, so I'm good. so I'm so fickle, and uh, I I'm a smooth brain Neanderthal because the entire time I was thinking like, all right, this is all right. this is all just. Cruft, and we're going to get a Children of Time, and it's going to take the number one. I'm about ready to give it to Sword of Kaigen because, I mean, Brett, so, I mean, Brett just described it perfectly. Like, there was some stuff in there that's just the coolest thing ever to read. And I, so now I'm thinking about it, and character wise, I don't care that much about Mason and the spiders like they're cool and i think the story i think overall the story is incredible i think it's smarter than anything that my smooth brain could ever conceive of and i think it's a story that like sci-fi nerds should all read and rejoice about because it it does something special but damn it if brett isn't right there's some cool stuff cool stuff in sort of kaigen yeah and i don't want to take away from it like like you just said it's such you feel like you're like god watch like reading a book in children of time because you're seeing it from a like you're kind of away from it but and it's just like you're watching this pass in front of you and you're like this is amazing this is like perfection but then sort of kaigen you're like in it you're like first person you're like there's so much heart yeah and soul that's a, in it but, i'm about guys i i flipped dan i don't know where you're sitting but I'm I'm um I was so emotionally invested in those characters. I am shocked because I was about ready to give it my fourth spot, and Brett got me so hype about that book. <laughs> I want to reread it right now. I'm, it's it's freaking number one right so now. It's really yeah. It's really easy for me to shrug off the low points of Sword of Kaigen to put it in the finals. It's harder for me to shrug off the low points of Sword of Kaigen to put it as the winner. But the high points are so strong. There's, yeah, They're that's so the thing. good. I'm going to go it, read the duel tonight. I'm reading yeah. that chapter tonight. They're so strong. It's. Children's time is so consistent. It is. God. Which I you feel know, bad, it's wild. Like it's wild to me because both Piranesi and children of time do something incredible, which is to say, I think top to bottom, there's no flaws. Like they're, right. they're, they're perfect books. But if you're talking about the high highs, if yeah. you're talking about the things that are give you chills you're and, high high. and and make you want to jump up and down reading, I think some of the stuff in sort of Kaigen really just does it like n- nobody else. It you're, brings up a really high funny as, point. Uh, about as a week high as ago, Mount Takayubi. <laughs> as high as Mount Takayubi. About a week ago, I was like, we should probably create different categories, like best moment in a book and best character in a book Dude, instead of just idea. best book. And then I was like, no, nah, we won't do that. And now I'm like, wow, I wish we would have done we that. We should do an Os- like a book Oscars. So I was like, we could, we could, Oscars. we could pick the high Oscars. high and then we could pick Children of Time's best book. But <laughs> we, you know what? But that's not the format this year. Maybe it's not next the year. This year. I am. That's such okay. a good idea. That speech from Brett, honestly, Honestly, it's the Books speech, aside, dude. That speech from Brett. I'm fine with sort of Kaya. Me too, dude. I feel the same way. Book of the year. It's the book of the year, Brett. You did it, dude. You freaking <laughs> did it. The underdog. I'm, she. It just in the moment I was like, and well, you said, mentioned it earlier, Parker, talking about I was having, having like a strong, such a strong, awesome female lead that's like a mom, and 
She, yeah, Masaki's like she, no one I've ever read. I love her. She, it, yeah, it's just she is so cool. And I was just thinking about that. And I was like, the emotion of those moments in cheering for her, you're just like nothing Dan, compared to it. And and Dan, I don't want to I don't want to not give you any credit here. Talking about the soccer game. I forgot about that. That was yeah, such a fun so night. And that legitimately like you're right. I don't think we had another book experience like that this Where year. We read like we read amazing books, guys. Like Amina also roughly could have been it and it got out round yeah. one. That could be a book of the year any other year. We read some amazing books this year. I'm so happy with how we ended up. But Brett, Dan, y'all, those two things, the soccer game memory and Brett, your speech okay, just fine. now. I'm I'm all like jazzed I, right now for some okay. sort of Kaigen. Y'all did it. I feel, I'm like, I'm like nervous because I'm like, are we going to look like back in like time. a couple days and then be like, wait, why didn't we give this to children? Yeah, I'm, I'm okay with that. I'm, Me too. They're both I, fantastic. And this is how it always goes too. The final two books, either of them, they're so good. Yes, um, agreed. But I'm happy with that. We did it. I'm happy. Three I love it, guys. Down. I love you guys. I love books. I oh, love yes. books right now. That's how I'm feeling right now. How I'm feeling right now is jazzed to read some books. I'm excited to do this again. God. Forever. Forever. Ad Ad nauseum. We're never leaving. Never and we leave. are okay. 100% doing the, the Boskers. That's such a good idea, Dan. We have Thanks. to do we'll, that. We will workshop that name, but yes, we'll do it. <laughs> we will do the Boskers next year. I like year. the Boskers. <laughs> The Buskers. Ugh, that sounds gross. Booksers. The, yeah, the Benny Sort of Kaigen 2023. Book Let's, wrap book Let's, book Let's wrap up. Let's book up. Thank you all uh, for anyone who listened and read along with us in 2023. Um, we don't know what we've done to deserve listeners, but we are so appreciative of anyone who wanted to go on this journey with us. Yes. And yeah, then Argyle, perf- first book of 2024. By yeah, Argyle. Read it. We're reading it. You should read yeah. it. If you want to be a part of this discussion next year where we're celebrating and crying and fighting and spilling blood and also healing each other's wounds, then the you got to read those books. book of the year. And maybe. <laughs> we'll see. Might be Argyle. All right. Um, All right. Yeah, Let's thank you guys. There. Uh, chil- or not, I was just said children's time. <laughs> sort, <laughs> children's of Kaigen, time. <laughs> sort of Kaigen by M.L. Wang. Um, yeah. Wow. So what much. a turnout, man. What a, what a crazy deal. Okay. Thank you to Jacob Robinson for our music, Maddie Moon for our cover art. And never and forget. remember, and never forget, <laughs> the real books were the ones we read in 2023. <laughs>